This is XA Anderson, and welcome to another edition, another show of the Principal Podcast. Today, I am thrilled to have Steve Human, who is the founder of Superhuman Creative. He's got an, imp- an impressive uh, amount of experience. I've worked with Steve. He's amazing. He has directed almost a dozen short films. He's won numerous international film awards, including Best Screenplay, Best Director, and Steve, thank you for being on here. You mean you're an author, a, a video producer, and you have this great company called Superhuman Creative. Thank you for being on the, the show with us today. Thank you so much, Exane. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm very excited. So let's talk a little bit about this. I'd love to hear your story. You know, you're a father also. I know that. And this, as you know, the principal podcast is geared towards helping parents and families, marriages. Tell us a little bit about how you decided to take this career path and how it how it affects you being a father? Well, I worked in television, as you said, for 15 years. And we produced several different television shows. And I was the senior producer. So I was in charge of all of it. I had my fingers in every pie. And a lot of it dealt with travel. You know, we would go, yeah, they would be great adventures. Like we would, we would go and we would jump out of airplanes and we would climb up frozen waterfalls and do these just absolutely amazing things but it was just me. I was going to do them, right? I wasn't taking my family. Sometimes I would, but a working vacation doesn't work for anybody, you know? Um, and so when we got to the point where things really weren't working anymore with television, where it just, it didn't feel right. Um, my wife and I kind of sat down one Sunday morning and kind of thought about what we wanted our future to look like. And this wasn't like a, oh, we're going to start putting these steps in today, but but it was really like a well, where would we ultimately like to be, and what we came up with was probably what every parent would come up with. I want to spend more time with the kids. I want to spend more time with my spouse. I want to be able to be fulfilled in my work. So this wasn't groundbreaking stuff by any means that we came up with, but we kind of planted that seed, and so within the next I don't know it was probably eighteen months it started to become clear that I needed to leave television and I didn't know what I was going to do. I really did not. I knew that where I was, wasn't the right place. And I knew that I needed to kind of get out of it. And it all kind of started with a, a, my wife. I came home from work and was kind of complaining to my wife about the job and that it was really, really frustrating. And she asked me, um, she had been reading in this book, and it said that if you're running into a block in your life, it's one of three things. It's either a test, a trial, or a trap. And she asked which one of those my job was. And, and I, I literally think I said, you know, I don't want to have this conversation right now. Um, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. That night I had a dream that I walked up to three doors and a light turned on over one of those doors. And in the dream, I knew what that door represented. It represented a trap. So when I woke up in the morning, I knew I needed to escape that it wasn't a place that I needed to be. And so we set out to figure out, okay, well, what, what does our business look like if we're gonna start a business? So I was gonna be writing my own novels. We're gonna be writing for other people. We're gonna be doing video. I wanted to concentrate on the things that I liked about working in television. And as we started getting into it, we went back to that those things that we had talked about like a year and a half earlier about well, what do we want our life to look like? We wanna be able to spend more time with each other. We wanna spend more time with our kids. And so once we got into the business, we realized, okay, well, we need to do those things now. We cannot wait 
for fate to step in and make everything perfect because that is never going to happen. There's never a good time to start a business, <laughs> you know, when it's like, oh, everything happened and now the business started. And there's never a good time to give time to the right things. And so we had to consciously make an, make a decision and make an effort and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And what that looked like for us was, okay, we wanted to travel. And for anybody who started the business, you know, those first, you know, three to five years, you don't have the money to be able to do big trips. You know, you're putting everything into the business. You're working really hard. But we decided, okay, but we can do small trips. We can do camping trips. We can make that choice now and say once a month as a family, we're going to do some type of trip. And if we can't, you know, we can't go to Hawaii, we can't do something like that, but we can go on a little camping trip or we can do, or we can go to the family cabin and spend a few days because, you know, we can, we can do that. And so we decided that is what we're going to do um, because, you know, you can't, the, the big things aren't just going to happen. You need to, to live like you want to live. And then the other thing was that when we came up with that original list, we thought of how fun it would be to only work a half day on Fridays. Because I don't know about you, Exane, but I was never super <laughs> effective Friday afternoon anyway. Um, I don't know if anybody is. is. <laughs> yeah, nobody is. Um, and so we, I don't know how long into the business when my wife was like, hey, we said we were going to do this and we need to do it. And when she said that, I was stressed. It stressed me out because, you know, we're building this business and money's tight and all that stuff, you know, everything that you would expect when you're starting a business within that first, you know, three years was there. And when she said that, I was like, I, I can't, I can't do it. I can't give that time on Fridays. I've got to be in the office and I got to be working. But later that day, as I started thinking about it, I realized, again, if, if I don't make the decision now that I'm not going to make the decision. And so I said, okay, I'm going to trust that this is the right thing. And I will start taking Friday afternoons off. And guess what? It didn't change you know, the it, taking that four hours suddenly didn't make the rest of the week harder. It didn't. It really, at the end of the day, it almost didn't matter that I was taking that four, that four hours and that I was just leaving at one o'clock. Everything was happening just the same as it was. And suddenly I was going on an adventure every Friday with my kids. My wife would come down and she'd do the books for the office and I would take the kids on an adventure. And now, years later, that is what we do every Friday afternoon. We go on some type of adventure. And it does, and, and they're not generally these huge adventures. Sometimes they're just going up to a canyon, going on a little hike. Sometimes it's going to the to uh, you know a museum like that has the free stuff. And you you go because I have six kids. <laughs> um, and and sometimes it's well, like to, here's a here's a great example. Tomorrow for Friday, um, we are going to play Dungeons and Dragons. As, and I'm the dungeon master. And so it it what didn't have to be some big giant thing, but it had to be, okay, we're making the choice now to live the life that we want to live and that we know we should live. And lo and behold, everything just kind of worked out. You know, Steve, I think this is genius what you're saying. You're, you're talking about being brave enough to say, I'm going to do this. I don't know exactly how it's going to work out. But because of it, you know, we don't live in silos. You know, if you're, if you're really frustrated at your job and you think it may not affect things at your work, I mean, excuse me, at home life, 
things are not, we don't keep them in individual boxes. And so saying, you know what, I feel like I'm trapped or I'm in this thing. And to be brave enough to say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to make this work so that I have more flexibility to be with my family. So I have more flexibility to, to, to go on adventures on Friday afternoons. I mean, that's something that a lot of people only dream about. And I know that, and you know, that running a business, goodness, there's times you think, what in the world am I doing? And there's also times where you say, wow, this is great. And it can be a roller coaster ride. But the, 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 the nice thing is, is you get to control the time and that affects your ability to spend time with your family. You're not at the mercy of someone else. So good for you. I really like that idea. And I appreciate you sharing that. Um, like, so what advice would you have, Steve, for people who find themselves in a situation kind of like where, where you're feeling this, you know, is it a test trial or trap situation where I'm feeling like I got to get out of here. I need to change. What advice would you give them? You've got to look at your situation. And like we said at the beginning, there is never going to be a perfect time to do any of this. It's just not going to exist. We all think about right. oh, someday I'll be a millionaire and everything's going to be easy. And it's like, no, you have to get there. And getting there is tough. And it, and it involves decisions and sometimes really hard decisions. But if you're not living the life that you want right now, it's never going to fall into your lap. And so at some point you have to make the decision. So let's talk about someone who is at a job and they hate their job, which is not uncommon, right? They hate their job. They don't like being there. Well, you need to look and say, okay, why is it that you don't like being there? Do you hate the work? Do you hate the people? Do you hate the, 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 um, the environment, the culture of the business? What is it that you hate about this circumstance? It might be all of them, you know, or it might be one, but you need to figure that out. Why is it that you hate it? And then you need to ask yourself, why are you staying? Because if you hate something that you're doing most of your life, then you're going to live a very unhappy life. That's just how it goes. If eight hours a day, half of your waking life, more or less, you hate what you're doing, then that is going to lead to a very unhappy life. And so you need to figure out why you're staying in that situation. Is it just because it's easy? Is it because you're afraid? Figure that out. And then you have to decide what your next step is. And it will be different for everybody. Now, I'm a, I'm a spiritual person, so I believe in prayer. Um, I believe in seeking that counsel, but it comes down to just sitting and pondering and thinking about what it is that you want out of your life and what you're not getting now. I remember when I was in college and, and right after college, when we first started having kids, I had a job as a bill collector for um, a series of, of gyms. And it was awful. I hated it. It's not in my personality to do that, but it worked around my schedule. And at that point in my life, I was like, well, you just take the job and you do it um, and you accept the money and you, you're grateful. Um, and I remember every Sunday about 6 p.m. getting a, a, a pit in my stomach because the weekend was over. Weekend was just about over. And I was staring down, having to go into a job that I hated. And too many people live that way. So you got to figure out why you hate it what you want out of life, what you want to do, and what's going to bring you joy. And then once you've got that figured out, you have to have the courage to take the leap. You just have to bet on yourself. And know that the next few years are probably going to be hard because you're going to fail a lot. And that's good because you can't succeed unless you fail, generally. We always talk about the, the, the people who succeed right off the bat, and we give them all the accolades. 
But most of the, the most successful people in the world went through a series of really harsh failures before they got there. They just didn't give up. And that's what you're going to have to do is that you're going to have to say, okay, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. And I know the next few years are probably going to be rough. But if I commit and I just make the commitment that I'm not going to quit, I'll have to adapt. I'll have to pivot, but I'm not going to quit. Then you're going to figure it out. I remember when I first started, people were like, oh, it's going to take three years. It's going to take three years. And I was, I was like, it's not going to take three years. It's going to be instantaneous and blah, blah, blah. And guess what? It took three years <laughs> before profitability before I had failed enough that I had kind of gotten things figured out. Um, and so that is a process that you're going to have to get into, but you've got to bet on yourself. Think about that pit in your stomach. Think about going into a job that you hate, spending so much of your life doing that. When, if you just take the risk and you bet on yourself, you can leave all that behind. Yeah, there'll still be stresses. It's always a roller coaster, just like you said. But it's your roller coaster and not somebody else's roller coaster. And you'll be able to hit heights that are far higher on your roller coaster than if you're on somebody else's. And the lows will be just as low, but those Maybe highs lower. will be higher. <laughs> yeah, and eventually you're going to bring your bottom up, you know, and the lows aren't going to be quite as low. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's... That's what I would say to anybody who's in that position of really disliking where they're at. And it doesn't have to be a job. It can be any aspect of your life. If you are unhappy, you need to figure out why. And you need to be really honest with yourself. Why? Is it because of something that you're doing? Is it because of your actions? Is it because of a relationship? Is it because of a job? You have to be really honest with yourself and self-aware and look at why you're unhappy. And then you have to make the hard choices and take that leap of faith you know when you're jumping off a cliff and you're not quite sure where you're going to land i love that i i love too how you said you know you're a spiritual person willing to pray well, i'm not afraid to talk about that you know being saying hey is this asking god is this the right thing for me but then if you if you if you get that answer and you feel that it's right to be brave enough to take that step i like how you said that courage it's not that you're um it's not that you don't feel fear. It's that you can do it. And, and, and for everybody, it might be different. It might be, you know, some people, they kind of ease into it and start working a little bit on the side before they make the jump or, you know, but um, I really do believe that each of us, everyone here has something that is so unique to them that, that and they, you can almost feel it inside. That this is something I need to do. Sometimes we're so afraid to take that leap. Um, but being willing to do it, even when it's scary, even when there's this, this, you know, wall of fear that you can't see even a few inches ahead of you, where you're just gonna say, I'm going to do it anyway, man, there's some freedom when you push through that wall and it can affect your ability to be a good dad, a good parent, um, the stress, because man, like you said, if it's, if something that, that you hate, man, maybe you need to take a look and see what you can do differently. So my hat's off to you for taking the risk, the leap to do it. You've got a great video company. You do phenomenal work for your clients. And um, that's wonderful. Um, any other advice that you would give to somebody who's just afraid? You know, let, let, me, let me talk about one thing. I've seen this in a few places. I've seen some people who they really, really want to do something different. They know what it is. 
but then they get bogged down a little bit in what I would call analysis product process. I found this happening to me sometimes where it's like, okay, I do want everything to align. And then when the stars align and everything's perfect, then I'll jump. And I, I like what you said that they never align. You have to do it when things are not perfect, right? You, you have to do it before things are working. Otherwise you may never do it. Sometimes it just, we got to do it even though the timing doesn't seem great. That's okay. Yeah, you've got to look at it. For me, a big thing is being on the same page with your spouse because you can't you can't be fighting in two different directions. So if you have a spouse that is not entrepreneurial and does not trust you and doesn't believe in what you're going to be doing, excuse me, um, then it's not going to work. You have to be able to work together because it doesn't fall just on the shoulders of the, of the entrepreneur or the person who's starting their business. It falls on the spouse. It falls on the kids. Everybody gets to shoulder that. So like when we started out doing it, we sat down all the kids and we kind of said, okay, this is our plan. We're all in this together. That gave a very unified front. The kids agreed to it. And we knew and they knew, okay, well, you know, things are going to be tight for probably a really long time. But this is what our goal is as a family. And then they were invested. So having that having your family involved is really, really key. You can't do it on your own. I love and that. then when you're working with your spouse and you're working with your kids through all of this, you know, you'll have those moments where you feel like something is right. And you just, at that point, you have to, to accept that and go for it. But if you feel like it's not right, then don't. Um, I've talked to a lot of people that want to, to do you know, have their own business or become a full-time author or be a ghostwriter or whatever it is. And they're like, I just don't feel like it's, it's right. What should I do? And I'm like, well, then you shouldn't. If you don't right. feel like it's right, don't do it. I learned a long time ago that, you know, our, our mind, our brains can process tens of thousands of data points per second. I mean, we're the, this, the most advanced computer in the world, but consciously we can only do like five to seven. And when you add another one, one drops off. So consciously, we only have a very limited bandwidth of what it is that we can process, but our mind is still processing. And so sometimes while it's doing that, we'll have like an inkling of this is right. I should do this. And that's your brain saying, okay, I've processed all this stuff. You're not smart enough consciously to take everything that I can give you, but it's right or it's wrong. And when we trust that instinct, we're going to be right easily nine times out of 10. You know, I would say 99 out of 100, you're going to be right. And so you've got to, to follow that. But if you have a partner, if your spouse is your partner, or if you have a business partner, whatever it is, and you guys are on the same page and you both feel good about it, then run toward it. And yeah, you can't see more than a few inches ahead. It's like driving down the road at night. You got your lights on. And you can see the, the road and you can see the lines, but you can't see anywhere beyond that. But you trust that that road is going to take you where you want to go. And so you've got to do the same thing in your life and just trust. So for those who are listening, who are like, I feel like this is a good thing, but I'm scared. Well, that's never going to go away. That You're always going to be scared. Courage is not that you, you said it great, Xane. Courage is not a lack of fear. Courage is looking at the fear and saying, okay, but I'm going to 
do what I know to be right anyway, even though I don't know how it's all going to work out. That's what courage is. It's not not having fear. It's having fear and saying, I trust myself. I'm going to do it. So the, the relationships become very important. And having those people in your life that are also feeling inspired and they're like, okay, I, I will walk with you. And if it's your spouse, that is the most wonderful thing because the two of you are the close, that's probably the closest person. Hopefully it's the closest person you have in your life. And if you guys are walking that path together, you'll be able to shoulder the burden. You'll have times when you're afraid and times when your spouse is afraid and when you're beaten down. And sometimes when your spouse is beaten down, rarely are you both in that spot at the same time. Normally, like what I found in my relationship is that one of us will be low and the other one will be higher and we're able to help each other and pull each other out of it. And that helps you get through the, the tough times because there will be times when you're like, man, I don't know what I'm doing, um, but you'll get there and you'll get there together. And that's that's wonderful. And that also then leads to a more happy family and to making those choices together that are going to keep your family close and that are going to keep everybody on the same page and just kind of enhance those smiles, you know, in your house. I love that. I love how you say it. You know, you, you put, you put God first and then put your family there and, and, and make sure that you're, you, you put your priorities there, you know, just, just as something that you said here hit me, you know, Stephen Covey talks about how sometimes people, they, they climb the ladder to success only to find that they've got it leaned on the, it's leaning against the wrong wall. And so in other words, you know, they get to the top and maybe they've, they've become the CEO of a company and that was their goal, or they've made a huge business and made tons of money. And then they realize that their family life is in shambles and their kids have real issues. And part of it may have stemmed because their, their parents weren't as available because they were climbing this ladder to, to climb the right wall. Right. Um, and to be united with your spouse as you make these decisions, your partner, your 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 you know husband, wife, whatever it is that um, that you're you're doing here. But I I think that's really super important. Have the have the priorities straight, and then be brave because I really do think if you have that gift inside of you and you know it's right and you feel it's right and you have the support of your spouse and you and you feel this is the direction we need to go. Um, be brave enough to to follow it. Well, and well here's the thing, X. You know, you you talk about having the ladder leaning on the wrong thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't care. I'll say this to anybody's face. I don't care what job you have. I don't care if you're the most important person on earth um, with the most important job. It doesn't matter how hard that job is. Which is being a parent, by the way. I got to say. Well, that, okay, that's that. the thing is that <laughs> your family life and being a parent is harder. And I think that's one of the reasons why we lean our, our ladders on the business. Because when it comes down to it, that is easier than it is being a parent and being a spouse. That's where the real work is. And right. so when we get instant gratification from our jobs, when we know that we're going to do a good job and we're going to get either paid or we're going to have, you know, all of the accolades and people telling us how great we are, that's not going to happen in your family. You're playing the long game and you can't control the people in your family. You can't control your kids. You can't control your spouse. You've got to grow with them. And it's that, that compromise and that collaboration. It's all of that. And so no matter what job you have, 
family life is more difficult, which is why we skew towards the one and not the other. But once you realize that the reason it's so hard is because it's so rewarding and that's where you get real joy from, then you can kind of change that perspective and you can start to give the right time and say, okay, the job is always going to be there. The job is always going to demand. There's always going to be calls on my phone. That's never going to go away. But if I put up certain boundaries and say, I don't, I don't pass through this. I don't allow my job to pass this boundary. And then it's family. Mm -hmm. You're going to realize, okay, yeah, that's, that's really, really hard because family is hard, but there's a reason that no one's ever died. And on their deathbed said, you know what? I wish I'd worked more. No one right. has ever said that in the history of the world, but millions of people have said, I wish I'd spent more time with my family. And it, it, even if you're even if you're in your 60s or 70s and you feel like you've already failed at this, it's never too late. It is never too late to to lean that ladder over to the other side. You may have grown children. You can heal that relationship. I guarantee if you lean that ladder over and you start putting the effort in on that side, you can be a grandparent. You can it does not matter. You can be 90 years old and it is not too late to give that time to your family. Steve, I love that. That's such a good, good uh, thought about perspective. You know, and I, I've thought about this and, and commented on a number of times, but you know, whatever you and I do in the business world, we could build a, a phenomenal business that, you know, it makes a ton of money. The truth is though, give it 10, 20 years, there's a good chance that business will be bought, sold, bankrupted, disrupted, morphed into something else. There, if you look at it from a statistical standpoint, what we do in business is far less impactful than what we do as a parent. I mean, we can talk about this too. You know, you and I both live in America. I can tell you one of the reasons I live in America is because of a choice that my ancestors made hundreds of years ago to come here. Well, that choice centuries ago affects my economic ability, my the, the language I speak, my religion. It affects all kinds of things. Now, that's been passed down through hundreds of years. What you and I do for work, you know, nobody cares. Do you know if your great-great-grandfather had the coolest horse or the coolest plow? <laughs> nobody cares, right? And the truth is, our great-great-grandchildren aren't really going to care what kind of business we did. But the type of parent we are can flow down just like, you know, I gave kind of an obvious example with this geographic example, you know, if, if, if you, they moved here, so I, it's affecting me, but there's things that are less visible, but are just as real. Like, were they nice? Were they kind? Were they keyed in? Were they drunk? That kind of stuff can, can go down through generations. And so finding a job where you can be the best parent you can be because you're pursuing something that's more meaningful to you. Um, that might affect your real prime job of being a spouse and a parent, which is the most important one, right? Um, and so I really, really appreciate your adding that perspective. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. I, I think that the more of us that kind of realize that and then start taking the time, all that translates to is happier individuals. You know, if you're taking, if you have the opportunity and Honestly, you can make the opportunity to do exactly what we're doing when it comes to like taking Fridays off or taking Friday afternoons off. I mean, even if you have a regular job, you know, you can negotiate that. But if you start giving that time to your family, 
all it's going to do is make your life more fulfilled. And even if you can't do it like that, you can make the decision and say, okay, well, every Saturday morning, we're going to go and do something for a couple of hours. Or every Thursday night after I get home from work, we're going to go and we're going to do something. If you can't make it exactly the way that you want right now, you can still build up to that because what you do now influences what you do later. And so the more that you can start making those decisions now, even if they're small, the more likely you are in six months, a year, two years to be able to do exactly what it is that would be your perfect moment. That would be exactly what you would, the, the time you would want to spend with your family. Start now, do what you can, and it will grow. Steve, such great words, such words of wisdom. And just to recap, you know, we've got Steve Human with us. I mean, he's he's uh, the, the founder of Superhuman Productions or Super, excuse me, Superhuman Creative. I know we, there's all kinds of awards, you know, best writing, best cinematography, best director, audience favorite. You know, how can somebody reach out to you if they wanted to get a hold of you and more information or need a great video guy like you? I've used your your services more than once and I'm super grateful for it. But can you tell me how they could get a hold of you if they want to? Yeah, best way is just to go to my website, which is superhuman.com, but it's spelled like my last name. So it's super, S-U-P-E-R, and then human, H-E-U-M-A-N-N.com. That's the best way. You can email me directly. Um, you can see all the services that we offer, both video and writing. Um, and basically, we're, we're storytellers. I'm a storyteller, and I like to help people tell their stories. And sometimes it's through video. Sometimes it's through a ghostwritten novel. Um, you know, telling their story of how they came to be a business leader or the things that changed their life. It's the story that matters in all of us. I mean, you know this, you and I have, have talked about this. Story is the most important thing. I mean, when you're when you're talking to your crowds, oftentimes, that's one of the things you start with, is you start by, by telling your story and telling the story of your mom. And that's the most important, powerful thing. And so that's why I love what I do, because I get to help people tell their stories and yeah so just check out superhuman.com and uh we'll put it in the show notes for anyone who's who's driving or listening to this we'll put it in the show notes reach out to steve and i 100 endorse steve as a great video person thank you steve well thank you xane this has been absolutely a pleasure